These guys know more than your favorite team's general manager. These are the Armchair Athletes, hosted by Taylor, Terrell, and Clayton. The best place to get your craving for all the top sports. Only on CMRU.ca. Buy students for you. How's it going, folks? Another episode of the Armchair Athletes here this week. Uh, thank you for joining us. I'm Terrell. Clayton. Taylor. And Will. Who likes Walk a Flock of Flame? Oh, oh, let's start off the show with with some some different. Some very censored Walk a Flock of Flame. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I'm not sure who goes hard in the paint, but <laughs> someone does. Yeah. There's yeah. Some, an individual is going hard in the paint. You should ask him. Get him on the show. He's probably got some good sports takes. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start out with the NFL. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're going back to our roots here, folks, after a couple weeks away from it. Uh, uh-huh. I'll start out with the picks. Oh. Taking the initiative today. Let's go. Um, so Locke was Bills over the Broncos. That didn't go. We'll what? talk about that. Jags over 49ers was my upset. Some <laughs> some fans of the armchair athletes were clowning on me for that pick. Well, some some fans. Uh, very, very loud in the Instagram comments. Yeah. Which we appreciate, by the way. Yeah. We yeah, do yeah, might as well do it. Yeah. Clown Clayton all you can, because I just get this. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, just clown on me. Um, yeah. Clayton, you did that take on purpose to get more engagement uh, that, on social media. That, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't actually believe that, but. Cl- cl- keep clowning on me. There's been a couple people clowning on me in the last week about the TikToks and now the pics. But However. Whatever. You know what? Whatever. Keep Keep on doing it. We appreciate the engagement. Game of the week, though. Game of the week. Nobody can clown on me for that nope. because it might have been close to game of the year. I, yeah. Dare I say? Uh, game of the week, Texans, Bengals, and Clayton the Prophet once again. Yeah. Uh, Clayton I, the Clairvoyant, I, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, I sent it to our group chat going into that last drive for the Texans after the Bengals went up. And I right, they went up or did they tie it? When the, ba- the Bengals went up, I believe. Yeah. By one. And then the- yeah, so, what was the final score? Um, anyways, shows I... Shows how much we really engaged to the game of the week. Um, <laughs> I sent it to the group chat, though. CJ Stroud, uh, final game-winning game drive winning. incoming, and it, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going into this week's picks, I've got my lock is the Texans over the Cardinals, which I think at the start of the year, if we had been saying Texans maybe a lock... Um, probably would have asked is that against the bears which yeah. close enough it's the cardinals but still i'm picking it because the texans they've been great lately yes and um we're gonna get into this part too but i think they might be a playoff team at this point mm-hmm. upset this one's going to be bold but i think you have to be for the upsets otherwise we'll get clowned on like you did either last week or the week before uh, Jaden was saying <laughs> yeah because <that. laughs> he okay so my my friend Jaden he's not listening because he doesn't but um he always looks at our like locks and stuff and is always like how is that an underdog and it's because we actually do look at like the betting, betting odds, odds yeah which sometimes understandably they're basically the same and they might be like very low but like a plus one minus one like. yeah yeah but it technically does still count so that's why we sometimes go for those ones I'm kind of with Clayton though usually I try to pick like more more out there ones that yeah. shouldn't happen I try not to be safe yeah Whereas I think Terrell's more strategically, Listen. not yeah. always safe, but more strategic with it. I was normally, I, I normally agree with that take. However, with how like weird the NFL's been this year, I've abandoned that completely. I'm like, yes, but usually I would say you're more conservative with your picks oh, for yeah. upset because yeah. you try and pick teams that are at least close together. Yeah. Anyway, that's why he said it. He's like, how is this an upset? It's not really an upset. Technically, it is an upset. It's just not a super big one. Yeah. On the on the books. 
And so for my ups, I didn't actually say it yet, but uh, uh, great sidetrack at conversation, I guess. But uh, my upset's the Raiders over the Dolphins. Listen, the Raiders are 2-0 and with their new head coach, Antonio yes. Pierce, 5-5. Yep. Five and five. And the Dolphins, they've struggled against, we mentioned this, I think, last week or the week before, where we mentioned that the Dolphins struggle against good teams or teams with winning records, correct? Yeah. And Raiders have, I guess you wouldn't really call it a winning record, but they're 500. So well, the, I'm, I'm going to take the Raiders in this matchup. And then yeah. game of the week, this was an obvious choice for me. It's the Thursday night game, believe it or not. We finally get a good Thursday night game. Yeah, we haven't had a good Thursday Seems night Seems like game. a miracle. Yeah, we get All the Bengals and the Ravens, That's who amazing. I think are two favorites. Not all, And I, I want to briefly mention this right now, but... There's usually one defi- one division going into every season that people are like, man, almost every team in that division can make the playoffs, and then yeah. usually the, the division bombs. Apart, yeah. Like I look at the AFC West, West last, last year. year. Mm-hmm. But the AFC North this year has been legit. Yeah. Every Holy team looks like tell me about every it. team looks like they could possibly make the playoffs. The Bengals are in last place right now. Which is nice. technically, and they're a game over 500. But I, I still don't think the Bengals are going to miss the playoffs. I think they're going to find it, a way it, in, right? It's... Being a fan of a team in that division is tough. Really tough. Yeah. And they've always been a very good division for a long time. There's yeah. very few times where that division isn't. I mean, the Browns. I was going to say the Browns. <laughs> are usually the bottom feeder, but um, eh, the Bengals a while and ago were always great. But yeah. yeah. And I'm going to say as well, on the flip side of that matchup, the Ravens. Right now, if I had to pick a team to win the Super Bowl, I'd side with Baltimore. And really? I know that even I, after last week, I know that they lost this week, but I really like that defense. Mm-hmm. I think that that um, offense, if they limit those turnovers, if Lamar limits the fumbles, I, I was going to say I think Lamar needs to really show yeah. in order for that to happen. And there's a couple games here and there he, when they lose, he does not look good. But I think he's got the talent, and the Ravens right now have a great record. And so right now, I think the Ravens are. In my opinion, I know that you can bring up the Eagles, and I won't put up much of an argument against them either, or the 49ers. I was but say, even the 49ers right, now, right, right now, the Ravens, if I had to pick a team to win the Super Bowl, it would be them. Mm-hmm. So. I can see that. Um, I'll do my picks next. Uh, last week, you were, we were talking about how uh, I kind of gave up on picking games that I thought would be close. Very much did this with the lock. Uh, I picked the Cowboys over the Giants. Uh, what was the final score? 49-16. to 16. They've yeah. dummied the Giants this season. I mean, they dummied them with Daniel Jones, and then you got <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. TD coming into the game and just not an NFL-level quarterback, unfortunately. But, yeah. Tony so. Baloney or Danny – what is his name? Danny DeVito. You Danny got Danny DeVito? Okay. Well, Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. See? <laughs> <laughs> say. Mr. TD. Um, and then my Pick the most Italian person <laughs> That's what ever saying, to dude. be a New York – have you, seen, have you seen the quotes from him, how he still lives at home and he says his favorite food's chicken parm? It's like the most, he has a big... Like just to a T. Like a big chain with TD on it. It's like, dude. Does he actually? Is, yes. Oh my God, that's awesome. Like the most Italian guy you've ever I seen. I couldn't even pick him out of a crowd. I don't even know what he looks like. No, I me don't really watch Gi- Giants games. That's entirely fair. <laughs> my underdog, uh, Titans over Bucks, unfortunately. That one did not hit. Will Levis had that kind of banger game the first week and then since then he's played some tough defenses mm. and just hasn't looked quite the same mm. um game of the week though ravens versus browns that was up there and really probably would have been game of the week any other week um yeah but just with that Bengals texans game it was close but honestly both of them were fantastic games so i'm not mad about it mm. um and then my picks this week again i'm <laughs> not i'm not trying to i'm not cutting it close because i had a lot of locks that didn't hit cowboys over panthers this week 
I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> we them boys. <laughs> exactly. I'm a Cowboys fan for the past two weeks and never again. Can't um, wait for Bryce Young's face to be added to the You Still Dem Boys graphic. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Honestly, awesome. okay, yes. Here's And here's another thing. If I'm picking a lock, I also, I don't mind, like, if I pick a lock and the lock hits, I'm happy. But I also like picking a lock, again, or lock for a team that I don't like that much. Because now if the Cowboys lose, I'm like, <laughs> even if I, my lock doesn't hit, I'm like, hey, the Cowboys lost the Panthers. That's funny. Mm -hmm. uh, my underdog, I have Vikings over Broncos. I just don't think there were a lot of good picks this week. And honestly, Josh Dobbs, Russell Wilson's, that's got to be one of the best quarterback matchups we've seen so far this year. Not actually, they, they both Not been even very as good. a joke. They've yeah, both no, been they very mean, good. Yeah. Um, and then game of the week, I feel like, again, Bengals versus Ravens. It's going to be a fantastic game. I'm very excited to watch that. Yeah. Um, my picks last week were tough. I didn't do very well. Um my lock was Bengals over Texans. I kind of thought maybe the Stroud thing would be kind of like he'd have that crazy week and then he'd go in and then probably not show up. He showed up. He's looking really good. He's looking like definitely rookie of the year, and there's a lot of people saying that he could be the MVP He's potentially, which would be insane. I mean, all the quarterbacks right now that usually are in there for the MVP discussion have not been playing as good of MVP, especially Josh Allen, which we'll probably get into. Same with um, – Joe Burrow, especially at the starting of the season. So um, he has a shot. Yeah. Um, anyways, that was a lot. Again, a close game. Like, it could kind of go either way. So yeah. I'm Can't not mad. mad about it. Um, my underdog, um, I picked the Jets over the Raiders because oh. I did look it up. And I was like, bro, like, this is one of those games that it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. I just, like, I wanted to pick a game where I was like, who it could come either way. Although Pierce has been doing really well with mm -hmm. um with that um, Raiders team. And it seems like Devontae Adams is finally more back yeah. into the team again, which is good because mm -hmm. it did not look good for a while there. No. He um, looked very frustrated Aiden now. Looks Aiden O'Connell is looking good as well, considering he's another one of the backup quarterbacks for this year. I think I'm theming the NFL as the year of the backup quarterbacks. <laughs> we've got, yeah, we've got <laughs> There's a lot of good very, guys, yeah. very little starting quarterbacks from the first week that are still in the in the, in the in the game. That game was horrible, though. I don't oh, know. Yeah. You guys dude, that game? Those I, games I are did, always yeah. like. I'm sorry for any Raiders fans out there, but recently their football has been very boring. Yeah, yeah. Both New York teams very boring. Raiders very say. boring. Slug it out and get the win. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan of the Steelers, and we're terrible offensively, so I guess I can't say. But the last couple weeks we've been getting a little bit better. So yeah, yeah. That's but most of the time our games are very slug it out. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe it's not as boring for me because I'm a fan of them. So and I was gonna say you were a hail mary away from uh, that underdog hitting the nose pretty close. Mm -hmm. It was not yeah. it was not that far from mm -hmm. hitting. So exactly so. It's one of those games where it's a toss-up. Either team could just not show up, and then yep. it would have been it. So, yep. um, And then my game of the week was Jaguars 49ers. <laughs> no. No. If you're a 49ers no. fan. Yeah. That was a wonderful game. Tough I, game for CMC. You're, you're, yeah, I'm starting to believe in the whole Terrell thing for not betting for the Jaguars because they are weird. They either show they up and are so good, or they just play like the Jaguars of 2018 like, that were just like terrible. Was that the Urban Meyer? What was the year that, the, what was the year that they won like – I, oh, I want to say them and the Browns were like right in there for a couple of years being really bad. I just I'm I'm trying to think of the year where they were like in the playoffs and they had the hilarious graphic with all the quarterbacks. It was the Case Keenum and Blake Bortles and Tom Brady and I can't remember who the last quarterback was in that in the NFC. Regardless, it was just like a hilarious graphic. Oh, oh Nick Foles, that's who it was. So it was 2017. Mm. Yeah. And it was like the four the four quarterbacks in the graphic were Case Keenum, 
Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, and then Tom Brady. And it was like, who's going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. They, they're they just very hot and cold yeah. recently. Um, obviously, as a, as a whole, they're a much better, more successful franchise than they used to be. But um, they, this year, they've just been weird. Like, they come out and get a statement win, and it's like, wow, they look good. And then the next week, Trevor Lawrence kind of forgets how to play football sometimes. Stinks so. it up, bro. Um, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, that's game of the weeks are weird because yeah. you can kind of just pick whatever. Um, this week, uh, my lock is the Dolphins over the Raiders. As much as the Raiders have a good defense, I just think that the Dolphins have gotten more healthy on defense as well. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey's back. A-Chan's back this week. A-Chan's yeah, back as well. So I think the the Dolphins are becoming back, go back going back into their the starting of the season ways. I think it's going to be a, a slaughter fest. Could be. I just I don't I know why I just think Aiden O'Connell has to have a very 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 good day um, in order to keep pace with, with that offense, offense. Yeah. Um, and the defense has to play fantastic which I just against all those weapons I just don't see happening um, uh, my underdog you guys all picked it for game of the week my underdog is Bengals over Ravens yep. yeah. only reason why is because last week Lamar didn't show up and I think he is prone to have a stinker here and there. Which means he's due for a good game now. So therefore, Which is possible, but I also think that he can string along games where he just doesn't play very yeah. well. Um, I'm not, like, overly sold on the Baltimore Ravens offense. Like, Zay Flowers has been very good, but, like, Odell Beckham, besides they, the last two weeks, has been eh. Yeah. And then, I mean, Gus Edwards is good. But, again, like, they're not as super high-powered as the Bengals are. Yeah. I was I was going to bring up to Keaton Mitchell, the Keaton running Mitchell back for good. the Ravens. His last two games, um, going against he's the, the Seahawks, ba- technically the backup for Gus Edwards. Yeah. yeah, and his game, well, game against the Seahawks, he went off, had over a hundred yards, and then this last week was very good too. So small yeah. sample size, but he's looked again. It's just the way their offenses ran versus the way the Bengals' offenses ran. Yeah, I don't know why, but I could see the Bengals. Exposing the 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 corners and the safeties of the Baltimore Ravens, but that's fair. Yeah, I again, I try to pick spicy ones. So that's fair. Um, and then my game of the week, uh, I picked another North matchup. Two AFC. teams at six and three. Picking AFC North matchups is never a bad move. And you know what? I'm saying lo- it's just like every single team is good in that division, and especially if they're both playing against each other, you're probably going to yes. be good. This yes. last matchup between the Steelers and Browns too was. Uh, very good game. I think the boys can pull it off too. Hearing that so Deshaun too. Watson is not back, um, having the Dorian Thompson Robertson. Oh, for the season too. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, and having Dorian, <laughs> Dorian Thompson, Thompson, Thompson Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Um, whatever his name is. Uh, sorry, man. I don't mean to be mean. Code. Like, if you want to come on the pod, I promise I'll forgive you. Um, but uh, having him in. He did have a good preseason, but then he came in for a couple games in the regular season. He did yeah. not look good. I think he's the quarterback that has two of their three losses, um, uh, I want to say. Yeah, I just – I we'll talk about this later. I do want to talk about him, but yeah. Um. Anyways, so I think that the Steelers can pull it off. We've looked a little better. Um, Mike Tomlin did out Kenny Pickett in an interview after the game saying that they expect much more from him. And basically – Brushing away Matt Canada again, I think, and blaming the player, which unfortunately I don't think is the reason. But, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if if 
Pickett takes those comments from Tomlin and and goes off. Um, Najee Harris, you know, he's a guy I usually clown a lot and I really don't like. But the last two weeks, he's actually not been so bad. He's had he a listened. touchdown in the last two games, and he he's played. The show. He's had over eighty yards. But they also did make um, Jalen. Or sorry, yeah, Jalen Warren, yeah. their r- running back number one um, for this week, apparently. Um, so he should be getting more snaps. Thank goodness, because <laughs> he is very. I I really like him, um, and I think in the next couple of years, I think he'll be a, a very good back. I can kind of see him being like a Kenneth Walker, hopefully, um, that kind of style. Mm. Um, sh- shorter, shorter back. Strong, shifty, shifty. Um, he absolutely pancaked somebody last week. I can't remember who it was. Like pancaked somebody. Like I thought their face mask was gonna implode into their own face. Like it was ridiculous. Anyways, um, but yeah, I think that's why I picked it. I don't always like picking my own team in these things because it makes it look like I only yeah. watch that game because it's my team. But it's only the second time I think I've ever picked the Steelers for any of the things all year, so I'm going to go for it. And it's also a good matchup, I think, yeah. even yeah. if it, I wasn't a Steelers fan. So I can agree. I'll back you up on that. So Kay. even as a non-Steelers fan, I Perfect. can say that'll be a okay. good matchup. Um, Will, you can go ahead. Uh, last week, my lock was Cowboys over Giants. That hit. My upset was Cardinals over Falcons, which that also hit. Let's go, 2-0 this week, boys. I was wow, pretty excited we... about that. But, yeah, Kyler Murray. You were pretty much 3-0. Three, we'll yeah. Yeah. three for three. Yeah. Texans-Bengals game of the week. I was super excited to watch Kyler Murray, though. Um, yes. I was a big fan of him before he went down for injuries. So good to see him back and kind of looking like himself them, again. Yeah, but. I could see them maybe stringing a couple wins, but yeah. we'll, we'll get into that. I was going to say, we. that's honestly a good segue because I kind of want to talk about Kyler Murray, too. Okay. I think – People do not give him the credit he deserves as a quarterback because he is very, very good. And especially with how bad quarterback play has been this year, especially in the NFC, he's like very quickly going to become. He could probably fight for like a top spot in that in terms of quarterbacks. Like who else would really be up there? Like Jalen Hurts maybe. Yeah. And then <laughs> other than that, there really aren't a lot of. You gonna put yeah. Dak over him? Dak, yeah, I can see that. But Dak has also had some... Oh, Dak is a prone to stinker player, too. Say. He's got high highs and low lows. Yeah. Well, oh, when he's low, he's yeah, low. Yeah. And when he's high, he's hanging 50s on the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Which is like whoop-de-doo. I know, that's what good I was going to say. for you, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Kyler's like, he's just, he's so good and he's so mm. fun to watch. And I know we had this discussion at the start of the year. We are talking about if Caleb Williams kind of remains like a top prospect, should the... Cardinals try and trade Kyler and draft Caleb instead. And I think we were kind of up in the air and it depended, but now I think it's pretty solidified that they absolutely should keep Kyler. I watch college football a little bit. Mm-hmm. Watching the last couple Caleb Williams games, I I am shifting away from him being the consensus what, pick. What's shifting me away is, and I try not to b- base things off of off-field stuff, but some of the rumors that have been coming out about Caleb Williams when it comes to, I don't know if you've seen, there was some kind of rumor that came out about Caleb Williams wanting a share of the team he gets drafted. Yeah, I did see that, but that was reported a while ago, so I'm not sure how, if that's like a new thing and it's relevant at all. Um, but and I did I, see that. I, I, I watch a few of the Colorado Buffalo games. I'm not saying Shadur is going to, he's not better. And we can see that. The record-wise, Colorado is not playing very good. They just had a five-star, their first ever five-star commit, decommit, because he thinks that um, Dion's going to get fired. 
so he left. But mine, right now, a little bit of a sleeper. I don't think he's going to go number one overall, but I think he'll end up being a better quarterback in the league, is that Phoenix Jr. guy from Washington. Yeah, Pen- Penix. Michael, I don't. I think you could. Pro- you should probably say Penix <laughs> just to avoid any misconceptions. <laughs> yes, from sorry. I'm going to try and alliterate or clearly say my words. Yeah, I know. I Phoenix. made that same mistake talking about him before. Yeah. No, Will. <laughs> sorry. Penix. Um, Penix. Any, <laughs> anyway, I j- just the way that he's and the other guy is Jaden Daniels oh, from, Jayden, LSU. from LSU, and Drake May's been good too. Um, Bo Nix as well. I just think there's a few quarterbacks oh, now that are just yeah. supr- that are um, just um, like looking better than him. And I, uh, sorry, go ahead. I do think maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. has a chance to go above a quarterback in this draft. Yeah, as of lately. Redonkulous. Yeah, yeah. I and the thing with college, it's so heavily record based. College football. Yeah. If you're a good team, you're undefeated. There's no other sport, like college basketball. Yeah, there's teams that go undefeated, but it doesn't really, like you're still going to get into the March Madness with mm-hmm. three or four losses. You're not making a bowl game if you got more than two losses, and yeah. if you play in a good conference, mm-hmm. you ne- if you lose one game, a lot of the time you're done. Yeah. So it's just like I know a lot of the time it shouldn't be like, especially I saw a graphic with the whole Heisman winner and like RG three had lost four games. Uh, I can't remember who uh, Baker Mayfield I think lost three games when he won it. Yeah. So for personal rewards, it's not as much of a big deal. But when USC is supposed to be a consensus number one to start the year and they're not anymore and they're losing a lot of games to teams that aren't aren't as where they're supposed to be, like mm-hmm. yeah. t- lower-ranked teams um, when you're losing um, and you're supposed to be the number one guy and you're not playing your best and you're not winning especially – it's it's definitely not helpful for your draft yeah. stock. Yeah. Now, I whereas don't... Washington is ten and zero, um, LSU's lost two games, but again they've been going crazy recently. So. I I don't disagree. However, USC's defense has been like historically bad, and it's true they haven't had a good defense in a while. No, and Caleb Williams continues to put up like good numbers mm-hmm. and look pretty good most of the time, but. Um, Again, when you're like, you have to carry the team because your defense is giving up a touchdown like every drive. <laughs> um, it's just, it's hard to maintain. And I do agree that I think it is just the Trojans are like overall pretty disappointing just because the defense has been so bad. It just, it's hard to put it all on the back of Caleb Williams. No, that's true. I, yeah. I will agree with that. It's just having those expectations at the starting of the year that your whole team is supposed to be really good. And they were not, I remember. The pregame show before their first game, I watched a bit of it, and they were saying that the defense is going to be sneaky good. Ended up not being sneaky good. Uh, I, I can't remember who said that. Um, can't remember his name. It's the guy that always puts the foam heads on the old coach. Anyways, um, and he was saying that USC is going to be one of the better defenses in the country, or so he thought. They ended up not being. Um, I just feel like it still leads to a lot of like how you lead your team and all that stuff. As much as it shouldn't be that way, yeah. College sports seems to always kind of boil down to sometimes that kind of thing. I can see. Unfortunately, that. it's the same reason why, like in college basketball, Drew Timmy, who's one of the better players in college basketball for the for that conference ever, um, and he and he lost out to Zach Eady because they lost a couple games, and yeah. 
Purdue had an undefeated season going into March. But like you know, it's just like uh, it base they base it a lot more on that on the team success than in other sports. I find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be mad if Caleb Williams went first at all. But I think there's some quarterbacks out there that have been really good. Like that Washington Pen- Penix. Penix. Yeah. Penix Jr. Yeah. Has looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And Jalen, that guy can run for day. Like he's looking like a, another version of Lamar or like that kind of speedy, fast quarterback that's got an arm. Yeah. Um, so I think for the way the NFL is going, he looks like a great fit for the NFL as much as Caleb Williams is good at that kind of thing too I just I don't know I, from what I've seen in the last couple of weeks it could be in jeopardy for the number one pick being Jay, for Williams it's I think I think it's pretty still consensusly pretty gonna be Jesus I'm like dying over here it's I think it is still going to be Caleb Williams and I think Penix is a good prospect he is I think he has torn both of his ACLs so that really is not because he's already played five years he's been in college for a while same with Bo Nix mm-hmm. um I don't know if Bo Nix was an injury thing. I think it was. He's more just of been a, there forever. Yeah. It's like the redshirt COVID, mm-hmm. just a bunch mm-hmm. of different Joe stuff. Joe Burrow situation. But I've, I've been trying to find defensive statistics for NCAA, and I'm just, for some reason, they don't have them up anywhere. But USC is currently leading the third scoring offense in the league behind Oregon and LSU. In in the country? In the, yeah, in, in all of college football. Okay. With 43, or I guess 43.8, so 44 points a game, pretty much. Yeah. And. You know, seven and four, and your offense is putting up forty-four points a game is like, geez. that's tough. Mm-hmm. But you also have to realize the two teams ahead of them are two guys that are going for the Heisman as well. So it'll be yeah, interesting right. to see how they base it if they're going to base it purely off offensive stats and not defense and not worry about yeah. the team situation. Then and it might still be tough for him to win Heisman, and might still be yeah. be and interesting for a team to take him he, first. Yeah, he had he had a better season last year, and I think he already won a Heisman. And I think in order to win another, you'd probably have to one up your season from before. And he didn't. And he so. hasn't. But obviously, winning a Heisman and having to go back to you, like he probably if if the rules weren't the rules, he would have gotten drafted already. Oh yeah, probably. So that's another thing. If people are probably going to look at his year before and still probably take that into consideration as well. But I I think he's solidly. I guess if the Bears get both first picks, maybe it doesn't really matter in what order they go. But I think they probably will go quarterback and then Marvin Harrison. Because they could use both. They could. So there's no you're taking no You're taking the two best players, and in my opinion, the two best players right now are Caleb. I think maybe Marvin Harrison overall is a better player than Caleb Williams. Yep. I wouldn't. Posi- but positional value quarterback, obviously, Caleb mm-hmm. Tankathon right now has Chicago 1 uh, because of Carolina. Yeah. Giants 2. Pats 3. Arizona like the Giants, four, I Chicago don't know how five. much they would do to get to get Caleb Williams. Caleb yeah. Williams? Anybody? Yeah. They, <laughs> Any, well, anybody, yeah. but I, I'm saying like they are. I think they're really dying for a quarterback. Oh yeah. And um, I mean, as much as Marvin Harrison, I don't think they would complain. I just think the most pivotal thing for them would probably be a quarterback. Yeah, I think they'll take whoever, and I feel like Caleb Williams will go number one overall. Mm-hmm. And I think the Giants would be more than happy to take Marvin Harrison at. So you guys think like Justin Fields is done then? I'm gonna finish my picks first. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into this. Totally then we'll get into this. Wow. No, we're good. We're good. I was gonna say something as well. No. Yeah. Uh, my lock this week: Lions over Bears. Fair. Speaking of Bears, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lions are looking really good too. Yeah. My upset is Rams over Seahawks. I know some mm. some steam coming out of your guys' ears <laughs> over there. Is Wentz starting? Isn't Stafford injured? No, Stafford's no. back this Stafford's week. Back. Shoot. And they've looked. Not good without Stafford. Their no. offense has been putrid, but which is sad because 
I yeah. was kind of hoping for a Cooper Cup masterclass again. Yeah, but I think if it's going to happen, it'll be this game. Mm-hmm. I'll Good. let you finish and then I have something to say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and my game of the week, Vikings-Broncos. We talked about... I don't know. It sounded kind of like sarcastic that it's I a know, good was, quarterback matchup, that's legit. but it's unironically a good matchup this week. I was saying it like, if I was saying that at the start of the year, it would have been like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. But it, like as of right now, it's like, yeah. No, it's like, awesome. I we mean, all kind of thought Russell Wilson was probably pretty close to being done yeah. being a good quarterback. And, you know, he's like top five in like every statistical category and then top three in most. They've won three straight against Chiefs really good and teams. Bills. They're in a gauntlet right now. Yeah. For teams. Like, if they didn't struggle so bad at the starting of the season, they would probably have a really good chance. I I don't know anymore, and especially with the gauntlet that they have to run through, yeah. um, it'll be uh-huh. interesting because I think they play San Francisco twice still. Yeah, they have um, a tough matchup. Dallas, I think, another time. Like, they got, like, in the next, like, eight weeks, they got some games mm-hmm. I don't know. To play. I, I'm going to look it up because now I am curious. Yeah, and I don't want to sound really dumb. So Jefferson is back this week. And the, the Vikings, Vikings are using their retro jerseys. Vikings okay. are so Lock it clean. Down. Josh yeah. Dobbs, master oh, class. He's, he's awesome. He's, he's actually a really good quarterback. Like I'm, yes. he was he was very very serviceable. I'm I'm happy he got to move to a team where he is appreciated and in a good situation, and he can start right away. Because who knows what would have happened? Because Kyler came back. If he had stayed with yeah Arizona, he probably wouldn't be playing. Yeah. Whereas he gets to go here, and he's just literally Balling. hopefully bringing the team yeah. to the playoffs because yeah. you know Kirk isn't coming back. So um, I don't know. If he does really, really well, do we think Kirk is gone and Josh Dobbs is the new quarterback for Minnesota? Definitely I think, possible. I think the Vikings re-signing Kirk because he is a free agent after the season. So I think them re-signing him off a of torn Achilles, he's 34. Yeah. He's getting up there. And When Josh Dobbs is playing well. I mean, I guess it depends on how – Dobbs looks the rest of the season. But. Yeah. That's another thing. I think there's a lot of teams that could use Kirk Cousins, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like the Giants, as much as I don't know if he'd want to go to the Giants. But that's another team that I think you could use a, vet- a more veteran presence mm-hmm. than a Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, like I don't think Kirk Cousins' days are over by any stretch. I think he's definitely serviceable. He's done it before. He's gotten pretty yeah. far. Yeah. Um, but Josh Dobbs has just looked really good. So I don't yeah. know. What were I, we talking about before? There was something I wanted to ask you guys. It was the whole, oh, Justin Fields. What do you guys think is going to happen with Justin Fields if they do take Caleb he Williams? He's just done? He's gone? He's gone. The injury is tough. Yeah. Him yes. going out for Badgett because he really doesn't have a chance to prove Is himself. he going to be back this year? I don't know, actually. But I don't like, think it was season. Because it was only like a thumb injury. Yeah. Right? yeah. Do you, I think he's supposed to come back this week or oh, next really? week. I think He looked pretty good on the sidelines the last game. He was holding that clipboard like a pro. Yeah, he had the cool sunglasses on. Yeah, he was, he was looking good. Um, <laughs> it says he's expected to play versus the Lions. Okay. So to take, to say after everything that Justin Fields has done to this point and not looked great, to pass on Caleb Williams to stick with Justin Fields, mm-hmm. he would have to be like MVP level. Like he's Oh, really for the rest of the season, he'd have to put up some crazy numbers. Because he, I mean... How long has he been in the league? Was it two or three years at this three, point? Third, I think this is his third season. So he's been given – it's not like he's had a shortage of chances. And to be fair, the Bears have not been a great team. I was going to say that, right? Like he doesn't have the supporting cast that a lot of teams yes, do. They've struggled to put really anyone around him at this point. I was going to say, like if he goes on to a lot of other teams, I think he does well. But He could. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I honestly think at this point the Bears probably should just take Caleb Williams. I think um, maybe Justin Fields gets like a second yeah. – 
a second chance somewhere else and he pulls it together. But again, I don't know. It's like tough. I said before, with the last couple of quarterbacks, there's always probably teams that are needing a quarterback that at least has some reps under him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you never know. He could go to a team that's got some good offensive talent that just doesn't have the quarterback, or he could go to a team that. That's a fresh start. That just wants a fresh start. And maybe he wants a fresh start, and who knows? And he's probably thinking, shoot, I'm injured. I have not played well. Mm-hmm. The chances are they're going to take a quarterback. Maybe he'll be happy kind of going anywhere so he can at least yeah. try and revive his career. And the other thing that makes it especially tough for him, I think, is that even if he comes back and plays really well, he can't play the Bears out of having that number one overall pick since it belongs to the Panthers. <laughs> So even if he looks like fantastic, the Bears are still probably going to hold that number one overall pick, regardless of how mm-hmm. well he plays. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he can even play them out of that position. It'll be interesting to see if he, if he's just like, yeah, I'm gone. I want to leave. Get me out of here. Move, move on. Or if he's going to be like, I, I can back up. I guess. Like I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think. I think yeah, we'll keep move it, on. Keep it moving. Keep it rolling here. Um, real quick here for the Seahawks was, I don't know if there's too much to say. From that last game against the Commanders was a bit of a scare, but pulled it off on that final drive was pretty exciting. Um, Gino did have pretty good game overall. If you're at home, don't watch him play. Look only at the box score, and you'll say, "Wow, that's a pretty good game from Gino." Yeah, <laughs> don't watch the film. Uh, Just look at the numbers. <laughs> yeah, purely based off of numbers here. Um, yeah, that final drive when they got into field goal range was pretty fun. DK yep. made a couple of big catches. Yep. I was yelling at the TV to get down on that last yeah. catch. We are cutting it pretty close. Yeah, but, but um, then Boye Mafia, is t- I think you put down here. Yes. Still goaded, continued his sack streak. So good. He's up there with, like, top of the top of the league edge rushers in terms of stats. Granted, he's not getting, like, double teamed as much as, like, Michael Parsons say, or Nick Bosa. Yeah. But he's still putting up fantastic numbers, so. But I'm guessing next year he'll probably will start getting double teamed because you'll see his resume, but. Maybe. Um, no. Like, all those other guys that started out not being double teamed, like the Watts and those guys, get double teamed pretty quick. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy who's not been goaded lately, Will, Mac Jones from the <laughs> Patriots. Oh, boy, boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, as you know, anybody who's listened to the Armchair Athletes this season knows that I've been Mac's biggest supporter. <laughs> I've I've argued all season long that yes, Mac is maybe isn't the best quarterback, but his offensive line and his weapons, his receivers, definitely bring him back a little bit. Mm-hmm. They do not help him whatsoever. Still true. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. But that one pick, <laughs> oh so my god! That was. I'll let you. I know. I'll let you keep going because you were, you're probably more invested in it than I am. What time was that game at? Eight thirty. Yeah. I woke up at eight thirty. I said, the night before, I was like, "Why am I getting up tomorrow? I'm getting up at eight thirty to be disappointed." <laughs> and my girlfriend says to me, no, no, be positive. Uh, It'll be okay. There's a different type of hurt when your team is bad, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was horrible. It was so bad. Especially at 8.30 game. Oh, you're like yeah. half awake, all groggy, and you're just like, ah, we're going to lose. <sighs> Waking up at 8.30 to watch, what, 16 total points of offense? Oh, I'm up? so glad I didn't get up. I was thinking about it. It I'm was sorry, <laughs> so bad. It's so bad, man. 10 and to 6. That Mac seen... Jones pick was stupid. It was. I could make that throw. Oh, Anybody easy. in this room could make that throw, I think. Oh, my God. I 
I don't even have like any actual analysis. It's all emotions. I, <laughs> it's just bad. There, I don't even know like what analysis can you do. Gasecki was wide open, and if he would have thrown it like, bro, he threw it like ten yards short. It was so bro. short. The, Did he like slip on it? No, 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 no. I haven't even, I haven't even you seen should, that. You should watch it, right and now. we'll get your live reaction to this because it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watch it right now. All I'm happy is Kenny Pickett isn't the worst quarterback in the NFL. The, I don't think he has been for a bit. The Bailey Zappi fake and spike then, was hilarious. Yes, that was so funny. To fake spike is a funny play in general, even when it works. <laughs> yeah, but like. The rationale of the fake spike, like, I don't understand what they were thinking. Like, if you, you're you a safety playing in the NFL and you see him line up for a spike, you're not like, I got to get up to the line to yeah. stop this spike from happening. You're like, well, I'm just going to hang out back here because if it's a fake, then who knows what's <laughs> going to happen. And sure enough, it's a fake, and there were three Colts in the area short, of the ball. Short ball and short triple ball. coverage. It was like the, the, like, again, I have it written down, like, the comedic timing is so funny where it's like, and it's a fake. And it's picked, and it's like, oh, that did not. That wasn't even close to working. <laughs> wow. And that's an that's another thing that I've been saying all season, and I still stand by it. Yes, Mac, okay, Mac Jones is bad. Bailey Zappi is not better. No, Bailey Zappi no. is not the answer. He is as ass, if not more <laughs> ass, than Mac Jones. It's a good word. He is not good. It's uh, fitting, honestly. Yeah, you I'm, guys don't even have a backup you can look to that hopefully. Yeah. Will take Brian Hoyer for. or Hoyer. No, it's not Brian Hurry. He plays for Las Vegas. You're right. Yeah. Who, who am I thinking Tom of? Br- Tom Brady saves us. Wasn't Zappy the only backup? He no, might no, be. No, there's two. There's two. I swear it's Brian Hoyer. No, Brian Hoyer's with the Raiders. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm tripping. I was. I thought as well that the Patriots did not have a backup. No, they definitely do, boys. They definitely do. You're the fan, so you'd know better. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. They have two backups. Their names are Mac Jones and Bailey Sanders. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, it, it honestly doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why yeah, that's can true. I not find this you could you, you could plug, like, anybody in that offense, and I'm I'm still not like yeah. Will Greer. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Sorry, my bad, okay. my bad. Um, not better than Mac Jones, Jones or Bailey Zappi. Interception. Oh, my God. We were yes, talking about Caleb Williams possibly hit. falling in the draft. If he could make it to number three, I'd be happy. Tankathon, again, is my favorite website. When Yeah, when your team's bad, there's never a time that's too early to start looking at where you're drafting and who oh. prospects are. That throw looked like one of those throws when you're play, you're a kid in the pool and your dad's teaching you how to catch a ball. <laughs> Seriously. Dude, it like, it so looked funny. like, holy smokes, that was real bad. I don't know if he thought Gasicki was turning around or something. But, but even if he was. He was, like, man, way past the yeah. point he would turn around. Man, we had a red zone opportunity, too, and Mac Jones put it directly into the hands of, I don't know who the <laughs> corner was, but into the hands of a Colts player, and he dropped it. Uh, like, like, it... If there was no player there, it wouldn't even have made the end zone. No. It wouldn't even have landed in the end zone. No. It was like three yards short of the end zone. <laughs> it's so funny. That it's was, like he like just forgot to throw with power. That like throw just, was the equivalent to Clay Thompson's game-winning shot. Actually, that is a very good comparison. Where the thing is with the Clay Thompson thing is it slipped out of his yeah. hands. So that, at least there's a little bit. <laughs> there is no excuse for what happened there. Dude, it's but. so bad. I just. It was like he just is like, whatever. <laughs> I can't wait for the season to be over. And there's, like, rumors about Bill Belichick leaving. I saw the Chargers potentially. Yeah. yeah I saw something weird. about Washington maybe trading for him. 
because, trading for a coach well, is that possible? Yeah, yeah they Sean just did Payton. it with Sean Payton. Yeah. Broncos. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But, I mean, yeah, Bill Belichick just signed a multi-year extension like two weeks ago. Hmm. But it's bye week. I'm happy. I was you don't go- have to watch it. I was going to put for my game of the week Patriots versus nobody. <laughs> That's the best game I'm looking forward to this week. Yeah, no, I always like a good bye week. Yeah, no, have to worry. You've been you've been granted relief from the pain that is <laughs> Patriots football. Seriously. Oh. Anyways, I'm done with the Patriots. <laughs> so you've lost a fan, New England. Well, no, I'm still a fan, but I'm done. Never mind. About them. <laughs> yeah, so that's fair. Continue moving on here. Yeah. Um, Please. <laughs> I want to talk about I want to talk about Justin Herbert because, I mean, outside of Keenan Allen, that whole team is not good. No, Eckler's good. Eckler's good. Eckler, yeah, he is, but I mean, not good enough. <laughs> like, he just has he. I think the defense is the main problem, and they are so bad, and and he always he always Justin Herbert I think is maybe like. In terms of quarterbacks that are really good but are still on bad teams, so they get like the loser narrative. He unfortunately is one of those guys, and I just really don't think he deserves it. Cause he played great that game. You know, if you put up thirty-eight points, Mike Williams played great, or not Mike Williams? Yeah, Keenan Allen or Keenan Allen? Sorry, Keenan Allen. He had Keenan Allen's been fantastic. He had a ridiculous game. He's been very for a guy nice. that's been na- uh, labeled as the slow, tall wide receiver. He looks a lot better. He's pretty fast. I put that narrative on him. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I thought he looked bad last year, and he's come back. And he was injured for a lot too, though. Yeah, that's true. But I might. I was like, oh, he's come back from injury. No way, he's going to be good. Mm. Prove me wrong. So fair enough, Keenan Allen. But yeah, Justin Herbert just zero help on that team. Obviously, shout out to the Lions putting up 41. That's good too. Jimmy yeah. Gibbs finally scoring some points. Yeah, Ron Ra is a very underrated receiver too. He is. I he's really, really like him. He's like in that same space I find as Terry McLaurin is. Yeah. Like someone no, that yeah. should be, if he played on a good team, holy smokes, he, he would just, be ridiculous. He's also just like very consistent, and he's not putting up like super high. Amon Ra, it's he's kind of like the Keenan Allen, like he's oh, a yeah. lot of their offense, and very everybody knows it's going to him, and it still goes to you him. You can't stop it. And yeah, like I mean, maybe Terry McLaurin's not the same kind of that kind of offense, but he's talented. I mm-hmm. think Terry McLaurin, unfortunately, clamped by the Seahawks secondary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Very sad. It's just court. It's just quarterback play. I think, unfortunately, as much as Sam Howell's okay, I just I, yeah. I feel like he's not really had a break. No, it's not quarterback play. The Seahawks defense is just really good. You're wrong. <laughs> Sam Howell is actually the best quarterback in the league. <laughs> Seahawks are just way better. Isn't he leading the league in uh, passing yards? Passing yards, yeah. Sam I mean, Howell is. I mean, yeah, yeah he really? is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you saw this, Terrell, but breaking news in the MLB. Shohei named yeah. MVP. Yeah. Who could have seen that coming? It's a surprise wow. to all of us. Wow. Did he get injured for the last, like, month? Yeah, and his numbers, he could have stopped playing right then, and his yeah. numbers still would have been good enough to win. Mm. So, hey, shout out Shohei Otani. Another one of my MLB predictions, correct. So, Wizard. Wonderful. I was hoping you would get that one right. Yeah. You there probably shouldn't be on a sports podcast if you don't get that one right. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's no one, There's no way anyone else is going to win. Um, but uh, the next point we have here, Deshaun Watson. Oh, for the season with a shoulder injury. Heavy hearts. Heavy hearts <laughs> on the Armchair Athletes podcast. <laughs> I mean, can we talk, like, Cleveland fans, geez, you, like, I think we, we've talked both about Cleveland and, uh, like, North Carolina, like, Charlotte in general. Yeah. Just being, like, the most cursed fan bases. And, I mean, it just continues with this. Like, Deshaun Watson obviously wasn't a fantastic quarterback, and 
didn't look great this season, but you gave him all that money and you yeah. traded away everything. And even if, not that you should, even if you disregard all the off the field stuff, horrific trade, just terrible. Yeah. He hasn't lived up to it whatsoever. And honestly, it would have to be like MVP level play for him to even consider living. What was it? Consider getting to that point. Like $260 million guaranteed. That's like never happened before. And now he's out for the season with a shoulder injury. Um, I have a joke written down here. That I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to. I don't think we I don't should think say I it. Like that. No, that's okay. I think everybody knows what the joke is. Yeah. yeah it's, it. I feel like if you're, if you're at home and you have any grasp of the, what Deshaun Watson has done in the past, you can probably make the make some connections in your head and figure it out on your own. Um, but I'll tell you what, don't feel bad. Honestly, probably the on, one of the only NFL players that gets injured. I'm like, well, sucks, I guess. <laughs> um, Continue rolling along here. Speaking of quarterbacks, Broncos and Bills on Monday Night Football. It was a very exciting second half. Uh, very. I actually tuned in right around the five-minute mark when uh, it was – so when I tuned in – it was James Cook had like a five-yard run, and then the next play was his one where he had that run, fumbled, and continued on oh, like it was nothing, it. Yeah. and just picked it back up and kept running. Um, but yeah, the Bills lost, and Josh Allen, he, uh, I think he's been struggling in Buffalo, mm -hmm. and it's clearly demonstrated by the Bills firing their offensive coordinator this week. And... As you, you've said many times on the show, Terrell, he's not great when he has to play hero ball when he's down in a game. And yes. Which I think, and we talk about, it's always a debate between who's a top five quarterback in the NFL, and I know Allen often gets his name brought up as second. And here's why I can't say Allen is the second best over a guy like Joe Burrow. I don't think is, anyone, be yeah. is because in the big moments, Josh Allen doesn't pull through. Mm -hmm. Now... Here's what I'll say. The problem in Buffalo is was not and still is not the offense, as far as I'm concerned. Their defense and all the injuries, tough. Like, obviously yeah. going into the season, they're an old they're an old roster. They have a lot of aging guys on their team. Yeah. And the injuries just kind of piled up. And the Matt Milano one was just killer. And we've talked about it before and brought it up repeatedly that that just, like, killed that defense. Um, but at the same time, their offense, they've gotten – Lots of turnovers, lots of bad turnovers, quite a few unlucky ones. Josh Allen is second in PFF grade, number four in EPA per play, and number one in completion percentage over expected. So he's like he's still putting up pretty good numbers. It's just like he gets he's prone to like the bonehead interception. Yeah. And when he's not prone to a bonehead interception, some other part of the offense is gonna mess up, whether it's a fumble or a drop that turns into an interception. And they've just gotten so unlucky with those. And it's so difficult to, like, um, I don't even know how to word this. It's so difficult to stay in games when your defense is so banged up and your offense is turning the ball over constantly. Again, I don't know if the offense is the issue there. And I don't know that bringing in a new offensive coordinator is going to solve the problems that they have. I think it's just like they had to change something, which I understand. But I don't know if I agree with the move. I feel like Ken Dorsey's going to get signed somewhere else and be good. So. Yep. Um, Continuing along. Russ here. was making plays though in that yeah. game. Russ looked really good. Cortland Sutton looked really yeah. good. Yeah, that, that one pass that was nuts. That yeah. was like Ow. Santona Holmes or Santana Holmes or whatever. San Antonio. San Antonio Holmes Super Bowl against the Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah. 
That was yeah. That was, that was crazy. That was, that was ridiculous. Yeah. It was like the width of a pencil. What what it I was between the, between the his toe and the thing. Maybe Clayton and I are thinking of the same thing here. I think so. I seen a stat. I don't know if this was what you were gonna bring up, but that completion to Cortland Sutton was the most improbable improbable touchdown pass ever. And second, actually, yeah, yeah. Second, not was, the o- oh, not the OBJ one-handed snaggeroo. That kind of been really high. I think the the because that's like still a catchable ball, pretty much, even okay. given everything that happened. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. But wow, all right, the Cortland, the Cortland Sutton one was like way out of bounds. The other one I'm thinking of, which is second on the list in terms of um, expected completion, or like lowest, was Tyler Lockett's toe tap against the Rams. Oh, okay, yeah. Action Green from Russell Wilson again, and both of those balls look like oh he's throwing the ball away. Like no, there no one's gonna get to that. And then Cortland Sutton did it this time, and Tyler Lockett did it last time, where it just like comes out of nowhere and mm-hmm. just like the most insane toe tap catch yeah. you've ever seen. I mean, Cortland Sutton's been ridiculous in the red zone. He's had the most red zone touchdowns. I think he's only got eight or nine in the year, and seven of them are in the red zone. Yeah. So he's definitely the target in the end zone. Um, they're starting to score more. Yeah. Which and, is helpful. And their defense is not looking good. Is not listen. You got you got seventy hung up on you. Early in the but season, I feel like that it was nowhere to go, go but up. I was that's gonna say, but exactly. I feel like that's also that like was a long felt like such a like long time ago. That's three. what I'm gonna say is like it feels like it's so long ago, and they it feels like they're not the team that would have let that happen. And they've improved so much since then. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, how many points did the Chiefs put up in their loss? Nine points. Nine. Yeah. The and you have the best quarterback in arguably history, potentially <laughs> by the end there. of time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, best tight end in NFL history, I will say comfortably. It's like yeah, it's like him and Gronk and Gonzalez maybe, and but again, like there's an argument. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like uh, what I'm saying is, there's such a high-powered offense. There's no chance against a team that just let up 70 that you should have scored nine points, especially yeah. that team. Yeah, I so, mean, yeah, that's. I crazy. think that is the biggest thing is Russ has played well and has continued to play well since the start of the season, and their defense has just completely turned it around. So and they're getting guys that are for, on the offensive standpoint as well that are playing really well that are not big names, like that McLaughlin running back. Yeah. He's like a D3 pick or D2 pick. Mm-hmm. And then he went to some very, very low middle, mid, um, mid-major mid university he transferred. And then he didn't get drafted. And then now he's their backup running back behind Javante. And he's kind of like the um, how I think of Jalen Warren for the Steelers. Like, as much as Will, Javante Williams is better than Najee Harris, but he, he he's the big play running back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, the receivers are playing a bit better. I honestly, at the start of the year, thought Jerry Judy was just not it anymore. I just thought he was kind of a bust, and he's looked a little bit better. Corlin Sutton looked really good. He hasn't been injured, knock on wood, mm-hmm. for a while, so he's looking really good. No, the armchair athletes curse. Um, Judy yeah. really doesn't get a whole lot of targets. No, um, which is the one thing that's a bit sad, and I feel like he's one of those players that could be like a CD Lamb. But he he drops the ball like all yeah. the time. He does drop the ball a lot, but he doesn't I don't know. He could have had the chance to become a CD Lamb sort of player, I think. Um, like his makeup is kind of the, that yeah. style of player. I understand. It's But it's kind of like if he was better, he'd be like CD Lamb. Yeah. He's not CD. He's more like VCR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I True. Got him. Um, anyways, they're still playing well offensively. Javante Williams is on my fantasy, and he's looking good. Yeah. He's another one of those young running backs that's really good. So. We One thing we didn't even talk about really with the Cowboys, and I was just thinking about it that you brought up C.D. Lamb. I wasn't thinking. is he put up? He's put up 150 in three, yard, or three games in a row consecutively. I was going to say, if we did a baller of the week but football style, it might. Baller might. of the month? 
It might be a uh, it might be a chance for him. He 158 against the Rams, 191 against the Eagles, 151 against. Does he the have Giants. a touchdown in every single one of those games too? Uh, no, he's had three touchdowns overall: two against the Rams, none against the Eagles, and then one against the Giants. Okay, so he's just been he's been unreal. I think we're going to keep it rolling along yep. here because yep. we're still on the NFL side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just kind of last point I have here. Talked about almost everything else, I think, on here. Texans, I think they're legit, and I think they're going to make the playoffs after that win against Cincinnati. And they've got a relatively easy schedule the rest of the way. So, yeah, they're 5-4. and four. I think C.J. Stroud could be a MVP candidate right mm-hmm. now, and I think... Yeah, I think the Texans are going to make it in. Yes, sir. So where do we want to go from here? I think, I think we'll go to MLB because okay. of that award announcement, okay. and then you can has discuss the rest of the awards. Uh, I was just going to say, has the NL MVP been announced? Not that I've seen. So You wouldn't think there would be that big of a gap between both. That's kind of what I was thinking, but... I guess Bleacher Report might just be... Uh, delayed. Riding a little bit. <laughs> There's, yeah... There's yeah, there's nothing for a National League MVP. So if you want to move on to something else, and then when that happens, we can go back. We can do okay. NBA. Yeah, sure. Start off with Baller of the Week. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Um, so we were thinking about who was going to be the Baller of the Week. I'm going to introduce it this week. Let's go. Um, we have a player that probably should not have gotten traded from where he used to play before, um, and he's a young point guard that is one of my favorites in the league. I don't know about you guys. Um, I would say he's very, very good. He has. 38 turn assists in his last two games? Uh, was that what it was? 42 or 32, I think. He's had a lot of assists. He's, he's, had, over, he's had over 15 okay. in his last two games. That's a better way to say it. He's at, He averaged 14 in the last three games. Okay. Like three games. So he he's averaged 14 in the last three games. And in his last two games, he has not had a single turnover. He's averaging 24 points a game. He's leading a young Indiana Pacers team to a very good record to start the season for a team that's quite young. Uh, and if you guys haven't guessed it already, Tyrese Halliburton, Baller of the Week. Congrats. Let's go. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, that's ridiculous to have that many assists in a three-game clip and not have any turnovers. Yeah. Um, as a young player as well, that a lot of the time they have a tendency to force the issue sometimes and mm-hmm. throw those passes that maybe they shouldn't throw. He has been very conservative but also still – doing well with forcing the issue um and yeah he's just played really well um i saw a comparison between him and deer and fox to start the season because we were talking about the whole why he got traded and that was one of those ones where it was probably not a good idea the only thing stat that deer and fox is leading in is points per game but it's by like two yeah but and he's more same, of a scoring guard than at the same time i don't think it's a bad trade no because sabonis sabonis is, has yeah. been good I, like he's he's filled that. Role I'm just wondering the if they could have maybe Kings worked the deal potentially another way to keep Halliburton. It might have been yeah. tough, but yeah. But at the same time, like he was a rookie, he got traded, was he not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he hadn't proved you, himself yet. I was gonna say, would you rather have your point guard that's like been there for a while and is steadily improving, or your rookie that you had for yeah. a few months? And that's not. It's not like De'Aaron Fox has been bad. No. No. He's exactly. I do think Halliburton is better than him. I was gonna say it point. would have been interesting to see a tandem of them both in the back. Yeah. What well, we did. And, uh, Halliburton. Not not enough though. Not, yeah, wasn't at the level yeah, I guess Halliburton was Halliburton. not nearly. Yeah, yeah Halliburton's not an all-star now, thing. right? So, yeah. um, <clears throat> anyways, I think it's kind of a consensus vote. Yeah, like it, it, there wasn't very many other players have had ridiculous weeks this week. He, the only thing maybe going against him is he went two and one. 
which first baller of the week to have a loss in the week. But, but I think our his, baller of the week – sorry, go ahead. His one win or his two wins were against Milwaukee and Philadelphia, two very good teams in mm-hmm. the East, mm-hmm. and the only loss was against Philadelphia. I, I What I'm good also going to say is I think baller of the week is more of an individual award based yeah. on statistics. Yep. Of course, if there's a, t- a guy guy that's having crazy numbers and he's losing by 40 every game, maybe it'll be a different consideration. But yeah. I think going 2-1 and one and having those stats – Shot chucker of the week. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the ball of the week is an individual award Yeah, for us, I think. So as long as you're not doing really badly in your yeah. team's success, then I think you're fine losing one or two games in a week if you're having that crazy of a, yeah. of a uh, scoring clip or a, a assist to turnover ratio yeah. like he did. If you average 60 points in a week and go 0-3. Oh your mentality, yeah. Um, which Bomb. I think will could segue us into your guys' favorite player losing a game last night, but playing very well. Yeah, I I said in our group chat last night we will be talking about LeBron today, and then I sent a pretty funny thing. I <laughs> I thought it was the SpongeBob meme, and I put Terrell, and it was the SpongeBob meme where he's like, "Let's go." My glorious king deserves to be talked about every minute of every day. We it's shouldn't true. limit him to just one part of this segment. It's true. He he's not be been he's not been limited show. to his lim- or his minutes on the floor either. Very no, true. and that's no, they gave up on that one. Yeah, that's <laughs> that something fast. I wanted to talk about because LeBron is a 38 year old man still being asked to carry this team. Uh, yeah, you said it like earlier in the season. Got put on a minutes restriction. That is. Out the window. I, I actually blows my mind that they would put the best player of all time, as much as I may not like to say that, the best player of all time on a minutes. Groundbreaking news. Gra- Taylor. I I don't I don't I, I I don't care how old you are because that's your label. If he was the one that went up to them and said, "Dude, I got to take a break," and I want yeah. the minutes restriction, fair enough. Yeah. We all know LeBron wants to play all the minutes. Yeah. And wants to help his team out. To be and sat down to. by your GM, he especially has to, which is another yeah, point. Yeah. Um, to be sat down by your GM and your coach and saying, "Sorry, buddy, you're pretty much the best player in NBA history, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spare you." It's like we all know he's a superhuman athlete. Yeah, he's in the best. He, every single year, it seems like he gets more and more in shape, which is stupid, scary. Yeah, honestly. Um, he doesn't ever complain about minutes. If anything, he invites them. Yeah. He's going out there, and the only reason why the Lakers ever have a success is largely due to him. Yeah. I won't say all, but largely due to him. The amount of times that guy has changed his team, whole team around to try and make it fit and by the deadline blows up again because it didn't work is ridiculous. But they still seem to find a way to at least make the playoffs which blows my mind too because they go through an entire roster like that year with the Cleveland Cleveland they went through an entire roster yeah, yeah. and got rid of the whole thing yeah they with the Lakers is I think his second year no last might have been was it last year that he got rid of the whole team yeah. and started over he kinda, yes he's kind of done it twice twice because yeah. there was two years where they were real bad halfway through the season got rid of the whole team and restarted this year there's three players I think or four players that return from last uh, year? D'Lo. Oh, no, Rui, no, maybe it was more, it would be more than that. And Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Okay, so it wasn't that bad. But either way, they, they, they're role players on the Los Angeles Lakers. If you get traded to the Los Angeles Lakers, you got to realize probably on the move by halfway through the well, season. If, yeah. you get, if you get traded to the Los Angeles Lakers as a role player, you'd somehow forget how to play basketball. 
Um, Gabe Vincent has been, well, he hasn't played in a long time. He's been injured, but. At the start of the year, he was terrible. Yeah, I know. And that's He's like, that was, good. we talked about that being their like, big, biggest like signing. Huge signing. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, like, they, they're ba- both backup centers are new. Um, Christian Wood's okay. Cam Reddish has been good. solid as of late. Thank God, because yeah. I really liked him in college. And um, I was kind of worried that he would be one of those guys that just Burn never it figured it Me out. Me too. Um, but uh, there's a lot of player, individual players, as much as they blow up the team a lot, LeBron does always make that one. He's always got that one player that he does right with. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, last year was kind of Austin Reed. Austin Reed. Like, there's always that one yeah. player that doesn't slip through the cracks and end up getting traded, and there's always that one player that LeBron makes better. Um, yeah. Every year. There's yeah. always that one player, and then they get traded for big money, and then <laughs> they either don't do well or whatever. But, um, yeah, the Lakers are a funny team. They either go out there and make a huge statement win, or they get blown out. Yeah, I looked at some stats earlier. So LeBron's minute minute restriction was 30 minutes a game. Uh, and so on the season, he's averaging 34. He's exceeded 34 seven times this season, three of them being wins, average of four points in every win. Like, I don't know, man. You gotta, you gotta help this guy out. Yeah, you gotta help <laughs> I mean, this guy out. His stat line from last night was still very good: twenty-eight points, nine of fifteen from the field, three-seven from three, ten boards, twelve assists. I think most notably is four steals. And yeah, in thirty-five minutes, like he said, he's been kind of blown by that minutes restriction. It's just like, how? What else can you do if you're LeBron? You can't do yeah. anything, and that's another thing that is tough. Because you, you give Anthony Davis that big contract, and you tell it say, "Oh," and everybody says that starting, "Oh, it's Anthony Davis's team now. It's not LeBron's. Anthony Davis is gonna be the new guy." And it's like, okay, we Anthony all know Davis that's is not the new guy. We've been literally <laughs> have said that for the last five years since it's always the same like Lakers. six guys that always say that before the season that he's gonna make a step. The only reason why the, LeBron, the Lakers are going to win a championship is because of Anthony Davis. It's like, no, it's never like that. It never is like that. He always either gets injured way too early after having a crazy start, or he doesn't have a crazy start, and then he just – he's just so, like, hot and cold. Either he's there and he's ready to yeah. go and he's playing and he's playing well, and there's another game he has three points, two rebounds, and he plays 40 minutes, and then he just goes home. In like 35 minutes last night, nine points. Like, nine, you nine can't – e, that can't is not – like, no. How? Yeah. Like, a bad game for Anthony Davis should be, like, 18 points. Austin Reeves had 9 points, 8 assists, 11 rebounds last night. He almost had a triple-double quietly. Yeah. And he's and that's a more acceptable stat line for Austin Reeves because he's not as much of a scorer or what he's – that's not his role. But 11 rebounds? Yeah. Anthony Davis had 9. I get, yeah. like, it's matchups. Like, yeah, Anthony Davis is guarded by, like, Demonis Sabonis, which yeah. another good rebounder. Oh, yeah. But, like, I don't know, man. You're 7 feet tall. I, I just think – He's just not the player that they should have went for. Um, still, I mean, they won that championship, but it was not because of him. Um, but he was good that year. He was he good was. that year, but again, that was not. He was not no, the reason why they won. It was LeBron was the best player. Yeah. I'm looking through Anthony Davis's basketball reference right now. So for, they show like nicknames. So I don't know. It shows like DeBrow, yeah. AD. One nickname is Wilt Davis, referencing Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Davis. The next one is Street Clothes. <laughs> no, that's good. It's pretty. Wilt funny. Davis is a little outrageous. Yeah, like come on. Um, the other yeah, thing, I don't know. Another thing I was gonna say about the Lakers is that the year they won the championship, they had like Caruso and Kyle Kuzma, who 
I think gets hated on a little bit too much. And I think he was a big part of that championship team. Oh, 100%. They had so many like key pieces, just that role players. Role players, but like, dare I say it, good role players. Yeah, Caruso and Kuzma were fantastic. Dwight Howard had a big role that year. Yeah. But he did old, his role well. All these guys that get, that get traded now, they just say, you're playing with LeBron now. This is your role. Oh, you didn't do it. You're gone. Because yeah. you can't, like, how many times is there a guy that's on the market that's good at defense, good at shooting, even just those two categories? Like, never, because they're always already on a championship team. The thing is, though, like, like, if you look at the Lakers team on paper, they should be good. Yeah. I think Jackson Hayes is not a pushover center. He's not great, but he's not awful. Yeah. He can go out there and get you six, seven rebounds and get you ten points, and it shouldn't be a hard work. Christian Wood was a starter on most teams his career. He's been good. I think he won or came close to sixth man of the year one year. Did I want to say improved. One most year? improved. I or think that was it. Yeah, Either way, close. he's a reward award winner for something that he did with his basketball skills. <laughs> um, good for him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but like, there's that. Gabe Vincent was one of the better point guards in the NBA last year, I will say. Underrated. Especially playoffs, yeah. Exactly. Like, Cam Reddish has obviously had his struggles, but, like, all these guys that are coming have pedigree, like, they have pedigree to be good players, and they just, for some reason, they they don't crack the starting lineup, or what it may be, and they don't get the minutes, and they just tank, and they just end up playing so bad. I know what it is. They're so intimidated by the presence of LeBron James. Like, well, they gotta either no. fix it up, or or LeBron's gotta be stopped being so scary because he's never gonna win like that. They don't have the focus to play basketball. They're too busy witnessing greatness. True, that might be it. That is very true. Mm. Every every time they get on the floor, they're like, "Oh, LeBron! Whoa, <laughs> no way!" Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's uh, one of those things where it's like, Lakers can't be successful without their role players, and for some reason, the role players they have every year are sufficeable by anybody else's means. And uh, they don't do well. And then they get traded away and they go back to another team. And you're like, oh, wow, that guy played for the Lakers last year. He was really bad, but he's really good now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really all it is. They just – it's – they have so much turnover and – like it, They players. can never build anything. No. And the guys, and then the guys that they bring in to, like, replace whoever left just never live up to expectations. No, because they have to restart and they have yeah. to gain the chemistry. And maybe they make the playoffs and they just start to get the chemistry and then they come up against a good team that has all that chemistry already mm-hmm. and lose. Um. I was going to say, if we're talking about chemistry, let's talk about LA teams and chemistry. The Clippers, Yikes. that since that Harden trade, they have been not very good. Man, yeah. I watched the Denver game, like the Clippers Nuggets game. Mm-hmm. As good as they should be in the clutch, they just are not. Like you have four guys that are prone to hit a game winner on every night. But it's like, I don't, don't know. You're not missing any options for scoring on that team. Yeah, but it's or weird because sure. they'll, like, one guy will get a chance at a shot, miss. They'll get a stop or something. They'll give it to another guy. He'll miss. I don't know. It's like, it just, it doesn't look fluid. No. It does no. not look like a fluid offense. And let me say that I was one of the people who said that this probably would not work out for the Clippers because I just didn't see it ever happening. Although I will say that I didn't expect it not to work when they were all playing together. And... I will say that the idea... They've all been there and playing. That's what I'm saying. That's a problem, yeah. I I thought the issue was going to be like, yeah, I'm sure they'll be good when they're playing together, but they just won't play together that often because they all get hurt. But they're playing together, and they are not looking good. So They're 3-7. and I mean, not all those They haven't won a game since Harden. Harden, Yeah, I was going to say 0-6 since Harden got traded. So, like... It's just not good. Was that the game against the Nuggets? That was the Paul George wedgie three to win, right? Yeah. Funny. 
funny. Another funny thing. Um, I love wedgies. Another thing that <laughs> tweet it surprised me is people like Bones Highland out of the rotation now. Yeah, yeah, I did that, that guy. I, I would take for my team. He's really good. Well, the excited. thing is, Bones Highland is a scorer, and this team isn't. Looking no, but I'm for saying that's why score. I feel bad. Yeah, he got put into a situation now where he can't play because because his role is filled by somebody yeah. better. So which well. is tough. It's filled by somebody better that hasn't showed that they're better so far. Yeah. But yeah. But um, yeah. I just think like they're gonna. They, it'll be interesting to see what type of moves they make if they decide to make any more moves. But I feel like someone like Bones Highland deserves to play on a team, um, especially at least as like a six man kind of guy. And right mm-hmm. now, being sitting at the back of the bench is tough because I think he's a really, really good young point guard. Yeah. Um, Raptors could use him probably as a backup. But should we talk Raptors? Yes, we should. Segway. Segway. Um, got pumped by the box last night i was gonna say we've been really weirdly hot and cold recently yeah. we all the games we seem to lose we lose convincingly and all the games we seem to win and it's like fair enough no Giannis last night too yeah damian lillard another 30, point guard that's very good 37 uh, points 13 assists who good night has not been great this season so far but no. i mean he's still averaging probably what 20 something oh but he's been I'm sure we're talking we're talking about like inefficient shot chuckers before the raptors game he had been like yeah, that's true. Really not good. It's true. But Daniel Lillard's one of those guys for me that he's you, so good. You can yeah, shot chuck as much does, as you no, like. You do whatever you need. I'm not, he's a positive shot chucker. I'm not even saying – I wasn't even saying that he's a bad player. I think he was just like a weird start to – maybe he was just like he was getting accustomed yeah, to well, it. He's yeah, still getting I mean, accustomed to work it. You have to yeah. realize you were the man for the first 13 years of your career. You were the guy, and now you're the guy, but there's also another guy. Yeah. And I think you're it's one some, of two guys. And it's now it's like you got to realize like you're you're playing in more of a system where it's oh, not yeah. just you anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. Chris yeah. Middleton looked good last night, even though I thought Chris Middleton would kind of be slowly declining by this stage of his career. Um, he looked pretty good. Malik Beasley put up 30. Yeah, yeah he's he a guy that uh, I really thought was going to be good on the Lakers last year. Oh, Didn't yeah. really have a <laughs> he's role. a role player for the Lakers. Did we talk yeah. about that? Whoa, hmm. weird. Oh. He's playing good after playing on the Lakers. It's the LeBron like effect. It always happens, yeah. Um, <laughs> Scotty Barnes, I think, is the guy for the Raptors this year. Yep. yep, he's looking like it. Siakam, as good as he is and as good as he can be, like we saw against the Wizards, he put up a game, really just willing this team back into it. Mm-hmm. He's just been too inconsistent. I mean, 11 points last night, five rebounds, seven assists. He didn't even play the fourth quarter. Why? She didn't. Darko Saddam. Well, how much yeah. were they down by going into the fourth quarter? Like 15. Not not enough oh. to be willing. And yeah. then he just never came back up. They yeah. made a little bit of a push and made it down to under 10. And I was like, okay, he's going to come back in here and he's going to try and close the deal. And then they just didn't. Didn't happen? Huh. They didn't put him back in. They uh, Schroeder sat the whole fourth quarter, I think, as well. Um, they played a lot of their backup guys. I think Flynn played the whole fourth quarter. Scotty played most of the fourth quarter into the last like three minutes, obviously, when the game was over. Mm-hmm. Um, Boucher played a lot of the fourth quarter. Like a lot of their bench guys, They're, he was trying to trying to run with the bench guys to see if they would do it, which uh, I think that's fine in a game where you're getting blown out. Grady Dick um, came in quite early on in the sec in the fourth quarter and then played most of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping. Noel in four minutes, two, two, and two. Did you see his assist? No. Oh my goodness, it was nasty. He stole the ball from I think it was Ty Ty Washington right in the last like minute, and he started dribbling and then. Um, Giannis's brother came to cut him off, and he just like 
Giannis's brother, oh, so <laughs> Tenassus or whatever Tenassus? his name. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Um, anyways, he went to fake wrap it around his, around Tenassus's back, and then he just whipped the backhand pass to Jared Vanderbilt. Oh, nasty dunk. I got it. Um, it looked like it looked like a Marquise Noel kind of play, um, but I don't know. Marquise Noel, I kind of hope I was kind of hoping he get more of a chance because he was really, really, really good in college. Last year, March Madness, he has the most assists in March Madness history in a game, um, and I just think he could potentially be an impact player off the bench. But I mean, I guess we always have those short point cards in the Raptors, and it's just sometimes. oh boy, yeah, that pass was gross. That was, was it not not, not nasty. Yeah, like or down by twenty, so it was like yeah. kind of a whatever play, but it was still pretty cool. Um, Garrett Temple played, I think, his first minutes of the year, hit a three, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I I don't mean to disrail this, derail this conversation, but we're closing up on the end here, and we still haven't talked about MLB. Still haven't talked about NHL. So, do you have any like no. final thoughts? Uh, I just want to say Raptors are playing their first play-in game. Oh, the season tournament at five thirty against oh, starting against the Celtics, debuting the New oh. jerseys and New Oh, court. oh it's, ten, it's night. They're playing cool. in Raptors in Toronto. I yeah. do love those jerseys. Just I do like the jerseys. Maybe next episode, I want to talk about how bad those courts, some of the courts are, because some of them are terrible. <laughs> oh, Indy is but, Indy, horrible. Yes. But we'll, I could, we'll get into. I was gonna say we talk about yeah. that forever. So okay, very MLB, quickly, quick. I think we'll get to the MLB because now the other MVP has been announced, Ronald Acuna Jr., who again, very not well very deserving. Shocked. The only member of the 4070 as well as yeah. the 3050 and the 4050 club. So that's that Atlanta team was a bit impressive. disappointing when it came to playoffs because I thought they were going to just very steamroll. much so. He I the thought map. they were going to just steamroll. Yeah. Fell off the map in the playoffs. However, Ray is an award. So congratulations to Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, and then all of my picks from last week. I'll quickly rehash them. Obviously, you mentioned that Shohei won MVP. Pretty Fair. obvious. Cy Young, Garrett Cole. Pretty obvious. Gunnar Henderson. That one maybe could have been a little bit more up for debate, but he won. Oh, he did win? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, all my picks except for NL Manager of the Year were not correct, which I'm not saying that to be like, no, look at me. I picked so many good things. What does M-O-Y mean? Uh, manager of the Year. Okay. Again, like I'm not saying it because I'm like, oh, look, at I'm so good at picking things. Pretty much all of these were like rather obvious. Uh, manager of the Year, Brandon Hyde of the Orioles, not surprising, turned the team around pretty quick. NL MVP, like I said, Ronald Cunha, not surprising. Cy Young, Blake Snell, not surprising. Rookie of the Year, Corbin Carroll, not surprising. And then Manager of the Year, I was like, had no idea <laughs> who was going to win that. I was like, I knew that Craig Hansel was good, so I just said him, and then uh, Skip Shoemaker of the Marlins won, which deservedly so, to turn that franchise around made the playoffs this year. So good for him. Um, two other things quickly with the MLB. Uh, I just have to find this here. Yeah, I guess I could say Goffman. Feel free to go off about the Oakland Athletics. That move. is true. I kind of forgot about that. I might want to save that. That might be it. Because that might take week. a while. That's going to probably I be at your hockey. It's a good TikTok opportunity. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is true. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe that. Folks, okay. if you want to hear me say my true thoughts and maybe include a few curse words. Oh, TikTok, oh. we can say Here bad we words. Go. Here we go. Uh, we're good. Uh, should we run the gauntlet right now? Of curse words? No, of social media. <laughs> oh, I was gonna, okay. <laughs> I was going to say. I was Let's like, go played. through them all, folks. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, yeah, social media. Uh, Instagram, at the Armchair Athletes. Bang. TikTok. Is, is the TikTok the Armchair Athletes and then has a number at the end? Or is it just the Armchair Athletes? Just at Armchair Athletes. At Armchair Athletes. YouTube has a number at the end. What's the 196. Armchair, the Armchair Athletes, 196. There's, there's nothing significant about the 196. YouTube recommended it. So I'm like, okay. We'll think it, We'll think of a meaning for that at some point. Um, and then um, X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, is uh, the chair athletes, right? Yes, sir. So 
Go follow ding, us. Ding, ding. Go follow us everywhere. We're we're so smart. We're we trying never, to push the content. It's getting a little tougher in the whole school situation with the assignments. So it's trying to trying to keep up with it as much as we yeah. can. I'm I'm trying to make one a day. I'm trying. I I, I know I haven't been, but I've been trying. So. Yeah, we all got to so, hop on there too. So more. yeah, Clayton's been kind of the face of the franchise if, on the TikTok recently. So I think we should probably. Uh, I've been the Jack Eichler the TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truman's not here to say otherwise. <laughs> oh. So um, <laughs> yeah, uh, if you want to hear me talk about. Uh, John Fisher and the Oakland Athletic, well, formerly Oakland Athletics, and just how horrific and poorly managed that situation has been. I'll film something, we'll record it, put it up on TikTok, so go check that out. Um, two more things. Kevin Gosman was third place for AL Cy Young, so cool. Uh, Adam Mako, who was a prospect in the Teoscar Hernandez trade, went and played for the Vauxhall Baseball Academy, called to the 40-man roster for the Blue Jays, so that's pretty cool. And then the last thing is Matt Chapman declined his uh, qualifying offer and is going to hit free agency, so... That is pretty much it, I think, for the MLB. I guess we'll move on to the NHL here. We open up the NHL segment the same way that we have for the rest of the segments for the NHL this season. And that is with the winners and losers. However, I'd like to make an announcement before I start here. I've decided that there is no ultimate loser this week. There's not truly one that I feel is worthy enough of that distinction. Positivity this week. I hate it. I thrive off of negativity, as you'll (laughs) see with my other rant for the NHL this week. Clayton's get off my lawn rant of the week for the NHL. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so there's no really ultimate loser here. I feel like I'd be reaching if I really gave one of these guys the distinction, so I think I'll start out with the losers here. Edmonton, step your game up. Come on, you had a streak going. I'm, what are you I'm doing? sick of talking about Edmonton, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> we still have some for Edmonton this week, but I'm, I'm sick of talking about them. So first loser here, the Nashville Predators. They were probably the closest one to the distinction, but I felt like I would have been reaching here if I gave it to Nashville. That's because I didn't expect too much out of the Preds to start off the year, but... I think they were still expected to be in that playoff race, but they've just gotten off to a terrible start. On I was going to say, high bar has been set with the losers of the week. So <laughs> you got you to really do something good, or I guess bad, to get up there. I, I hope Edmonton's mediocre for the rest of the season <laughs> so that I don't ever have to talk about them again. But for the Preds, they've gotten off to really a terrible start on a four-game losing streak right now. And they're last in the Central Division, even behind the Bedard Hawks. And while some individual players on the Preds have played well, Philip Forsberg got to shout out him, been playing great. But the team overall just hasn't played well. And Soros, his numbers aren't great right now, which is very surprising. I think he's one of the guys in the NHL that usually you can count on to be reliable for the Preds. And he has an 892 right now. He's worst in the league in goals saved above expected, tied with another goalie who we'll talk about here. But... Minus 7.3 in that category. He struggled. And I looked at this because there is on Money Puck where I get my goal saved above expected numbers from. There is, they categorize low, high, and medium danger chances. And Soros has struggled against all three categories. So overall just hasn't been good. His expected save percentage in all of those categories is higher than what his actual save percentage is. So if you... Um, maybe that's a bit complicated wording there. In other words, he's not living up to expectations so far for the Preds. Minnesota Wild, speaking of bad goals saved above expected numbers, teams struggled out of the gate 5-8-2, and, and I think the Wild were 
expected to be a solid playoff team this year. That Now, they weren't a cup contender by any means, but they were expected to be a solid team. And Kaprizov and Zuccarello are still performing, I guess, point-per-game players. Team defense as a whole, though, has been bad. And it's gotten... But I will say the team defense has gotten worse over the last couple of seasons with some of their departures. Now, they got rid of Ryan Suter, who... I agree with that move looking back. But right now, if you look at Ryan Suter... Um, or, yeah, right now, Ryan Suter is not great. But he was kind of that reliable guy for the Wild for years there. They had that top four that had been together for almost 10 years of Dumba, Brodeen, Spurgeon, and Suter. Now Dumba's left too, went to the Arizona Coyotes. And so naturally their defense has gotten worse and goaltending hasn't been a saving grace for them this year either. Philip Gustafson has been very bad after a breakout year last year for the Wild. Fleury's been slightly better for them, but he's getting up there in age two. You can't be relying on Marc-Andre Fleury to carry your goaltending either. And Taylor, your buddy pointed out on the TikTok this week, I was talking about players who have had disappointing seasons. I outlined Philip Gustafson, and I your buddy Chris, I believe it was, called me out on it and said that the Wild have had the worst penalty kill in the NHL, which I understand. But still, they have been underperforming with what's been given given to them um loser here columbus blue jackets and i didn't have much expectations for this team to begin the season either kind of like the preds but i didn't think they'd be unbearably bad again i thought they'd be exciting i thought they'd be on the up kind of move into the next tier of teams but a lot of top guys in columbus have been struggling johnny goodrow patrick line cole sillinger oh no Oh, no. Oh, 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 we didn't even mention that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess armchair athletes civil war going on right now <laughs> between the Canadians and Golden Knights. Canadians up one nothing, And Taylor demonstrated that one goal by flipping <laughs> me one of his well, fingers. No, he was just <laughs> counting. That's nothing to do with the finger. You make sure. Just making sure. Um, Alex Newhook, goat. Interesting. I'm I will say Sam Montembeau has been played, playing great for you guys yeah, this year. Honestly, we talked at the starting of the season about goalie troubles Canadians could possibly have and we haven't I don't think the goalie has nearly been any nope. issue at all and so I think maybe that's and we're playing a three goalie tandem at the moment yeah which is interesting there's very few teams in the NHL that do that so a lot of guys get more and more rest yeah. than most other teams because most other teams only carry two goalies um, but yeah I won't I won't rant about the Canadians <laughs> keep going Clayton so Columbus, I mentioned players have been struggling. Johnny Goodrow, Patrick Laine, Cole Sillinger, Kent Johnson, they've all struggled. And their one bright spot this season, it seems, has been Adam Fantilli. And I think this is going to be a TikTok I'm going to make in the upcoming week here. But the top three from the recent NHL draft, Bedard, Leo Carlson, Adam Fantilli, I think they're the best top three. I shouldn't say they, they are, like meaning like I absolutely think it because they're still very young players. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's looking like it could be the best top three draft in NHL history. And I think the closest one in recent memory would be 2015 was McDavid, Eichel, Dylan Strom, who have all turned into, like, McDavid's that top of the league. Um, he's best player in the league. Jack Eichel, spite what the haters say. <laughs> um, I was waiting for it. Stanley Cup champion was the number one center on Stanley Cup champion, led the playoffs in points. The numbers don't lie. Listen, you gotta the third us. person is the tough one, though, because I don't know if Dylan Strom has really left. He hasn't. He, 
got off to a bad start in his career, but is turned. He's not an elite, going to be an elite player, but I think he's a sixty, potentially seventy point at best um, center for the Washington Capitals, which I think you take on any team, right? So, I think that top three is kind of the closest one in recent memory. There was also. 2016 Matthews line A, but then Pulley heavily weighs that down. Um, there's been a few like that where it's like maybe two two, two, two of the guys are for top, sure, right? and then the third guy is like ah weighs, weighs it, down. it down. Which yeah. yeah, but I think like in terms of top three in the 2015 draft would be kind of the closest one. But certainly looks like all top three guys in the 2023 one look like they're going to be star players in the NHL, which I think is pretty exciting. Now moving on to the winners here. Sam Reinhardt to start off has eight points in three games this past week for the Panthers. I mentioned him on my most surprising players. He was number one on that list on the TikTok. He has 23 points for Florida right now. Been a huge part of their success. They're 10-4-1 to start the season. And I didn't... Ex- I, I thought Florida would regress this year. I was wrong. There we go. Clayton not the prophet when it comes to the, the Florida Panthers. The apology, yes. Um, but I think it's very interesting when it comes to Sam Reinhart carrying Florida because you expect that out of a guy like Matthew Kachuk, who was a Hart finalist last season, absolutely carried that team on his back to the Stanley Cup Finals. But Reinhart has been their best player this year by far. He has six more points than Kachuk. And another important thing to note as well, maybe it's because Reinhart's in a contract year. And if he continues this, he's going to get paid at the end of the season. So moving on here, another, I think we've dubbed him biggest fan of the armchair athletes, which which has come with some controversy. Listen, if you want to be the biggest fan of the armchair athletes, go comment on a lot of our posts. So Zach, I think your buddy Mm -hmm. is going to be happy with this. I've put the Washington Capitals as a winner and I wrote them off at the start of the season, but to quote Geno Smith, the Capitals didn't write back. Um, and the reason why I kind of wrote them off was because they were a veteran team. They missed the playoffs last year, got off to a slow start, and I just thought this is just a continuation of their struggles. Yeah. But they're 3-0 and since the last episode of Orange Athletes. They're now fourth in the Eastern Conference. And I was counting, the, as I said, I have it down here, counting them out after the slow start. But Charlie Lindgren's been a stud in goal for the Caps and has only played four games this year. He has a 947 save percentage, 8.7 goals saved above expected. Balled out against Vegas the other night. I have to respect it. Was put up a shutout. Absolutely great in that game. I was so. gonna say, if the, if someone does good against the team that you like, you can just say that it's even more impressive because they played such exactly. A good team. You play the Vegas Golden Knights and you play like that. I mean, the Charlie Patriots Lindgren. is a tough one, but uh, well, listen, we'll pass that. <laughs> we don't gotta focus on that. We don't gotta worry about that. Uh, <laughs> Zach just said Lingren also has the best mustache in the NHL prove him wrong so maybe that also is does that i i don't know what charlie lindgren looks like so i can't prove him he used to play for the canadians and he was not good so oh, we're really? happy for him being good he was he was an ahl bounce back like kind of end of the season if we were really bad he would play but so i'm gonna wrap up the winners and losers like that thing's pretty nice that's a solid mustache <laughs> that's a solid lie. mustache that's very solid. that is yeah. solid Giving me vibes of Burt Reynolds from Smokey and the Bandit. Okay, I can see it. You did. You're got, got right. Some, got some handlebar action so, going on. Um, big time winner this week. The Dallas Stars have won all four games since the last episode of the Armchair Athletes. They're third in the Western Conference right now. They've gotten good goaltending from both their guys, Ottinger and Scott Wedgwood. Ottinger has a 926 save percentage. Wedgwood has a 917. Ottinger has a 5.8 goal saved above expected. 
and they haven't had any outstanding offensive performances from Dallas, which I think is pretty interesting. Jason Robertson's even under point per game, and he had 100 points last year. And I think it's, but I think that more so speaks to the depth of the Dallas Stars, that they're not getting that production that they maybe expect out of their top stars, but they're still an elite team, and they're still looking like a cup contender, and they're still making Clayton Yates look right. And uh, Matt DeShane looks like a solid offseason addition for Dallas right now, is 13 points in his first 14 games with the Dallas Stars. And there is a complete team, which is why I think. I think that's what makes a solid cup contending team is not only having that high-end talent, but also having the depth throughout your roster. So that when, when the high-end talent goes through a drought maybe in the playoffs, doesn't score for three games, which mm-hmm. maybe could cost you a series if you completely rely on those guys, it's up to that point now. If you have depth on your roster, they can be a saving grace for you and help win some games. So It's the same as every sport. Yeah. You can't just rely on the top guys. It never works. Never, ever. And the NHL is one of those leagues that they're this, the thing of the super team is not as big, no. right? Yeah. Because you got the cap cap space that you yes. have to worry about. You can't have a, f- a line with four absolute – unless they come out of the mud as yeah. – st- like, you know, like players that are going to get paid way less that end up being really yes, good. They haven't been signed to a giant contract yet, yeah. So it's not the same. And also I was going to say with each line, it's not like in the NFL you're like, okay, our offensive line is tired. Time to cycle in our – uh-oh. Time to oh jeez. Time to well, I'll, I'll let you update two that. nothing. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. And we got uh, the defenseman that has not had a point yet all year. I'm Get afraid. For you. So Is there some skin on this game? Did I hear talks of a jersey bet? I don't think oh. we ever finalized that. So. I will have to do that, but I don't have my Canadian jersey. I will say I do have a Montreal shirt, so maybe I could wear that for the next really? episode. Yeah. Why do you have that, Clayton? It's a Brendan Gallagher shirt. Figure uh, it out. Okay. Understandable. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe I'll wear that for the next episode if the Golden assuming, Knights lose. Assuming they lose, they could still turn it around. Yeah, yeah. I really don't want to wear a Vegas jersey, I'm not going to lie. Not even because they're not nice jerseys, because it probably won't fit me very well, <laughs> so it'll just look kind of weird. So I'll, I'll just give you a hat then. I've got plenty of oh, those. Oh, perfect. <laughs> nope, you have to wear the jersey. I was going to say, I want to wear that glow-in-the-dark jersey, kind of. So I have a I have a youth small, Taylor. You can wear a youth small. Yeah. Jersey. My, my yeah. jerseys are my prized possession. That's understandable. Uh I think we're going to get to the news for the NHL wrap-up the segment here mm-hmm. shortly. Still got a rant. I still got it, too. <laughs> Mer- just want to make note here. American Thanksgiving coming up next Thursday. And statistics st- say that around 75% of teams in a playoff spot at that time usually make the playoffs. Last season, 13 of the 16 teams in a spot made the playoffs. So, yeah, if your team's in a playoff spot, great. If you're not, time to get digging. And... I don't want to talk about this because we talked about the Oilers a lot last week, but have to make note of it. The Oilers fired Jay Woodcroft, placed him with Chris Knobloch, who coached McDavid Jr. I don't want to talk too much about this, sick of talking about Edmonton, but it does mean either one of two things have happened because Jeff Jackson was McDavid's agent. He's now CEO of the Oilers. Either McDavid's gone full LeBron or Edmonton is losing just sight of their main goal and has shifted to doing everything possible to keeping McDavid happy in Edmonton. So. Like like I said, though, he can't really go full LeBron because LeBron can be out there for th- three quarters of the earth, almost the entirety of the game. Yeah. David can't do that, so... Casey Suzuki's got mad at Islanders fans for chanting to fire their coach. <sighs> Suzuki's <laughs> told Islanders fans to stay at home if they want to act like that. 
We've had a bad. <laughs> okay, I was talking about this while I was playing Fortnite. I just, last I have night. one, I have one, one word to say. Cl- Fortnite reference. I have one I word know, to. It's not a Fortnite reference. One word for Casey Zizekas and anyone, any other NHL player that wants to go with their own fans. Don't stop. Enough. This is a perfect segue for this conversation. Okay, last night Vancouver played against New York Islanders. Yep. Bo Horvat came back. Yep. He cried during his little ceremony, which is understandable because he played for Vancouver for a long time. My friend Zach and my friend Chris were having an argument. Chris is a Vancouver Canucks fan. Zach and I both detest the Canucks with all our might. Okay. So we are both kind of on the same side, but this one was an interesting conversation. Do you think... I think Zach's argument was he des- he deserved to get booed. Or sorry, Zach's argument was he deserved not to get booed because he did so well for the Vancouver Canucks and their franchise. Yeah. But he did say some interesting comments when he left the franchise. I think I said it last year. With Right as he was about to get traded. Yeah. So, well, he said it was, comments like, um, it was, I can't remember what it was. The, but. One was. the one that caught the most hype was after he got traded from Vancouver to the Islanders and so usually the three stars of a game usually get interviewed in arena. And the one, so Bo Horvat got interviewed after being three stars last year, named by the Islanders shortly after he got traded. Mm-hmm. And he made some kind of comment about it's better atmosphere than Vancouver. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And here's, but, here's what I'll say. Uh, can I just finish my yeah. point first? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you, that was what Zach said. He said he shouldn't get booed because he did so much for the franchise. But he said that. And Chris was saying, if you disrespect the fan base like that, it doesn't matter how much you've done for the organization you played for. Obviously, he didn't bring a cup or anything, but he was a, a longtime player for them, and he did a really good career there. Do you guys think that Zach is right being that he shouldn't get booed because he did so much for the team, or do you think it's okay that he got booed because he said something? I am right down the middle on this, and here's why. So I... I, the Canucks fans. And this is any sport. I this think, happens all the time. That's I think, what I was saying. I think the Canucks fans did the traditional thing last night of give him a Stanio after the video tribute and then start booing him after. Boo him when he touches the puck, which mm-hmm. is what everyone does. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, more of a thing of respect when you when that does happen rather than if you're booed right after the video tribute. It's like or it's like when you're you. coming on the ice, like the whole Danny Heaton yeah. one I saw when he yeah. Went, went yeah. Um, but here's the thing that I say about that. I think the Canucks fan, any Canucks fan who booed last night, I don't blame you for what Bo Horvat said. With that being said, Bo was a good player, gave everything he had to Vancouver in his time there. The team didn't get the results. The thing also that Zach is now saying We're having is um, he left a really bad situation. He so did. he was a Zach is saying he was probably allowed to say those comments he, a little bit more. He um, so he was. Vancouver is also a very notorious city for throwing jerseys on the ice and stuff like that, which I find a bit every can every Canadian city does. But it. I feel like Vancouver does it a lot. I don't. I I don't. Here's the thing with the throwing the jerseys thing. It's like, like the whole like the booing. I don't have a problem with it. I would not throw a jersey because I think it's dumb to throw a two or three hundred dollar jersey on the ice and basically waste your money. And then you're gonna ha- have to now go buy a new jersey when the team is good in three it's years. It's like and the whole LeBron through. thing where everybody burnt LeBron jersey and he came back. Yeah. Yeah. Terrell, you've been wanting to make a yes. point. Really, the only thing, and you can draw a direct comparison: Russell Wilson leaving Seattle. Yeah. Making some not so nice comments after the trade, which is like fair enough. And my perspective is, he is now an opposing player on an opposing team. 
And if an opposing player on an opposing team says something bad or weird about the team you like, you got every right to boo him. If, let's say, Russell Wilson comes back to Seattle, have, he's retired, he's no longer on another team, he's like Jersey retired. Oh, he has to be. He has to be retired. Absolutely. Him. You yeah. absolutely cheer for him because it's always the heat in the moment. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what my thing was. It's the heat in the moment. Yeah. It's gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get an earful. And the other thing is is if let's like Russ didn't ask for a trade out, didn't make weird comments afterwards, and like, no, doesn't deserve to be booed. However, if you're asking out, regardless of situation, if you're asking out of the situation and it's clear you don't want to be on the team anymore, then yeah, I think it's absolutely fair to be booed. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I completely agree with everything Terrell just well, said there. Well, we finally settled great. that very long debate while great. we were playing Fortnite, trying to think of how we're going to do this. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to bring this up on the pod because I'd like to hear more, more thoughts. And I agree with everything Terrell just said, so I think that's a great way to end it. But I think, you know what? And I, I don't want to yell this week because some of you may not know, but so in this perfect way to shout out. I want to shout out MRU Cougars this week because we mentioned last week they don't get as much attention. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to start bringing attention yeah. to So I, I can I, I say something quick about the soccer team yeah. quickly? Yes. Your roommate had a ridiculous goal. I saw that message from you and I was like Miguel must have scored and I was like I know I didn't explain myself yeah. after because I was like maybe they'll go and look. Did you see the goal? No I didn't. I was looking afterwards. I was looking for stats and I couldn't find anything. So I will say one thing. The U Sports Coverage of sports is it's not good. awful, atrocious, yeah, atrocious. I'm Canada West, same thing. Like I understand it's Canadian university sports, and maybe it doesn't it doesn't get the grab. That. They like don't we post could highlights, we could at least try to post highlights, guys. Yeah. And I'm saying that completely like will co- all about yeah. myself because like I do play by play for the basketball teams. I just want to hear my name on like a or no, my, but that's my what I mean. Like it's not post, like it's like, like a pushover thing, some, and we're there's awesome play going on. It's and still yes, a they athletes. don't promote it. Yeah. And that's yes. I was anyways. Gonna... The goal that he scored was fantastic, and it was to win the first game. I just want to bring this up really quick because it was a good season from them. Yeah. He yeah. scored a header on a corner. Oh. And he okay. leapt up there. He's a pretty big guy for oh, yeah, a soccer. From soccer standards, a lot of the time, they're you know the shorter guys, and there's maybe one or two guys that are pretty tall. He yeah. scored a really good goal yes. to win in the and then like 92nd minute. Like there was like two minutes left in the game, if not less, mm-hmm. to beat York. I will preface this: I'm a Mount Royal Cougar student. I didn't think they played the greatest. Okay. They were not Mount Royal that they were all year. Mm-hmm. Dominating teams. Clean, clean sheets. Shoutouts. Um, like they, they, um, they just got to the big stage and they couldn't score. Yeah. So they ended up losing the second game, one nothing, to the home team, Cape Breton University. I think is what they're yeah. called. They lost in like again, really late. All the games that were, I watched most of them because I was like, I'll watch it just to support. Um, really, ca- like for most people that don't like soccer because they find it boring. These were the types of games. Yeah, okay. um, they're a lot very right in the midfield. Not a lot of uh, chances happening. Anyways, Cape Brighton scored with a couple minutes left. The third game, same thing. UBC scored with a couple minutes left. Like all the games, they're playing fantastic defense the whole way through. And I think MRU is probably the best defensive team in the country. I would say. Not even trying to be biased. Just if you look yep. at stats, their goalie had the most shutouts in U Sport. Um, when you're only letting in one goal a game in the last three minutes of the game, it's just without one lapse of of judgment, whatever, yeah. of whatever. So I think besides the fourth place that they came in, I think they played a lot, yeah, better than that. But when they got to the the the, the pivotal moments, they could not play offense very well. Yeah, 
but and yeah, that uh, was the first uh, shoutout I wanted to make. I, uh, so yeah, I just wanted We're to still a good finish off the shoutout to MRU Cougars by saying that the two hockey teams did great this weekend against U of A. Men won the first game, lost the second game, and then the women won both games. Both great games um, that I got to see at the FCA. They play McEwen this weekend. Women, I believe, on Friday, men on Saturday. If you're in MRU area, go watch those games because it's fantastic hockey. It really is. And I wish that got more coverage. And as well, so this is how I was going to tie it into what I was saying here, was that last week I did the rant against the Sens, and then the next day my voice was just in awful shape. (laughs) And so... I ended up, I showed you guys the highlights of, I was commenting the men's game against the Golden Bears. I do play-by-play shout-out to my color guy, Cam Davis. I've been wanting to give him a shout-out on the pod lately, so there it is, Cam. He's he's fantastic as well, but I was doing it, and my roommate, Craig, another shout out there said it sounded like I was being waterboarded so um <laughs> so so to continue on here that um, shows the dedication just, folks just, Clayton was being waterboarded just, live <laughs> just gonna finish off the show here um for finish off the NHL segment which is pretty towards the end of the show here release the winner classic jerseys at this point some Kings podcaster said on Twitter that they'd be released on Wednesday and either he had the wrong information or he fooled us all and I'm very disappointed. I was checking my phone all day, and then they weren't released, and I'm mad. Just so you guys know, Vegas is playing in the Heritage <laughs> Classic, so that's why we're invested a, here. This is winter, a big top, top winter topic. classic, but yeah. So sorry, that's, winter classic, not Heritage. And and I, my bank account depends on this, so <laughs> oh oh boy, I'll you, wear that one in the jersey swap. Well, maybe <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, here we go for the get off my lawn rant of the week from Clayton Yates, I guess. I'm, Carolina Hurricanes are going back to the Whalers, well. And it just seems at this point like they're trying to see how much more money they can extract since, dare I say, nobody wants to buy those bland-looking Carolina Hurricanes jerseys with the Toilet Bowl logo on them. Like, I know people say the Montreal Canadiens have a Toilet Bowl logo. Taylor, if anyone ever says that, Bro, you have you have my permission. It's to, just a C. You have my permission. Yeah, but like, I see it all the time. People troll and they say, oh, Canadians have a Toilet if Bowl logo. If you flipped logo. it this way, I could have maybe. But, but do you, you see the trolling too, I'm sure. Honestly, I, that's the first time I've ever heard that. Really? Oh, I'm I can't sorry. Say I've Looking heard at it now, hundred percent. That's a total. I, I see. You know, but you know what though? I, I, We're such a historic franchise that you cannot chirp our. Jerseys. That's my argument. Is that I don't see it with that logo. I see people oftentimes troll using it. Taylor, if anyone ever says that to you, um, you have my permission. Like wants to troll <laughs> you. You have my permission to punch him in the face and go. Okay. No, oh, the Carolina Hurricanes have the toilet bowl logo. Because I never thought of the the Hurricanes having a toilet bowl, but well, now I, it makes sense because it looks like it the looks water like going down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so the here's Canadians the thing. Outrageous. Nobody actually wants to buy Carolina Hurricanes jerseys, so instead they just profit, profit off of the Hartford Whalers jerseys, which, by the way, beautiful jerseys, but you took their team. You took their team, and now the f- you ticked off the fans in the area. They're all mad, and you took their team, and now you want to act like they're cool um, to make money off of them years later, give me a break. Hmm. Um, something that bothers me, just like if if OKC wore supersonics jerseys, they there have would be before. An, I'm well, pretty sure they have once. I don't think so. If oh they, no, that's never mind. 
anyways, that would be completely wrong in my opinion. It would have been wrong if the Phoenix Coyotes had wore Winnipeg Jets jerseys before the Jets. It's because I forgot that Kevin Durant actually technically got drafted yeah. to the, yeah. yeah. oh, the Supersonic, okay. so that's why I've seen him in a jersey, and I was like, I'm pretty sure they wore it, but they didn't. And I will make exceptions to this rule for the Raiders, the Grizzlies, the Flames, because they kept the original name. The original they're name. still the same team, I guess you could say. Just different city. Yeah, different city. Yeah. Um. Like, if Vegas ever moved to Houston and became the Aliens, I'd be pissed off I if they I will say one VGK that I really jerseys. do like, even though they're not, it's kind of in that conversation, is the Nordiques for the Colorado Avalanche. Beautiful jerseys, but again, you took their team. You took Quebec City's you team. You know what, though? I fully guarantee, like, granted, Quebec City's not a hockey town. It's the, not enough people. Last part of this rant here, I'm okay with teams in the area, newer teams wearing the former team's jerseys, so like the Wild wearing North Stars jerseys, or even if the Hartford Wolfpack want to bring back Whalers jerseys, I'm okay with it. But you left the area, you pissed off the fans in that area, and now you want to continue to profit off of their name? Give me a break. Tell them, Clayton. That's a way to Woo. end the show, I guess. Woo. So Tune back in next week to the live show on Arm Track, unless you guys have any other concluding well, words. You, you guys shouted out uh, hockey. I would like to shout out basketball. I was going to say. Go uh, ahead, yeah. Two great team play. Uh, two days a great play last weekend. <laughs> holy, I was like, are holy, you guys! I swear, I, I swear, I don't oh, want to talk. Uh, no, Friday was great play. Saturday was great play. Mr, you guys yeah. <laughs> won on Friday. Girls lost. Uh, granted, very tough team. U of A. Um, girls took them to OT. Didn't quite get it finished, but tremendous gameplay. I mean. They're playing again at home this weekend, so if you're not watching hockey, come watch basketball. Taking on the Manitoba Bisons. No excuse. No excuse. It's a good time. Great players, lots of fun. Show up. Great way to end the show. Yes, sir. Okay. Tune back in again next week, 4 o'clock p.m. on cmru.ca. Check out the, the socials. Yes. Check out yes. all the socials like we, we already said. We ran the gauntlet earlier in the show. Um, you know what they are. Bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>